0: Welcome to the South Carolina State Library's podcast, Library Voices SC. I'm Curtis Rogers, Communications Director, and I'm pleased to have with us in our studio today, Katherine Otoshi. Katherine is an award-winning author-illustrator, best known for her character-building number and color book series, One, Zero, and Two. She is also co-author of Beautiful Hands, a book about possibilities and reaching your dreams. She travels across the country to encourage children to develop strong character traits and to help readers find creative methods to engage and connect with their students through the power of reading, art, and literature. So welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you. I'm excited to be here.
0: It's great to have you here. So tell us a little bit first about how you got interested in writing children's books.
1: You know I think it first started when I was very young, and my mom would sometimes volunteer at the public library, and I would wait for her and flop on the ground. I don't know why exactly. There was a big rug, but there Mm -hmm. wasn't little chairs, and I would start pulling out books, Mm -hmm. and I started seeing books as windows or doors, literally doors that would open up, and I would get to visit these new lands, new cultures, meet new characters like talking animals and um, robots even. Oh, so cool. that's kind of a, a fun way that I thought of books as uh-huh. being doors.
0: And it's always great to hear someone when they talk about going to the library as a kid, because mm-hmm. I was the same way. My mother always took me to the library. So what's your experience with libraries? Did you always grow up using a library?
1: Uh, pretty much. Um, my mom would take me to the library and she, we would bring some books home. Um, she would read to me and my dad as well, but mostly I would say I remember my mom reading to me, and she always loved books and stories, so I think my interest grew from, from that experience.
0: Mm-hmm. And I, um, I was just talking to someone at a recent podcast episode about getting your first library card. I vividly remember getting my first library card, and it was a cardboard piece of, you know, thick paper that had a metal stamp in the middle. And I remember the librarian at the at the desk, you know, stamping with this big machine. And, you know, that was my first library card and it was something that I'll never forget.
1: You know, I still had that same experience as I recently moved from the San Francisco Bay Area to Los Angeles. Mm. And I went to the library mm-hmm. down there, and I was waiting for my my uh, my card to come in. And mm-hmm. I've checked out a few books from that library, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I had that same experience of being all excited about getting my library card. Uh, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, and I think that you know that stays with you, and yeah. um, it's something that you don't forget. So I mentioned um, your books in the intro: one and zero and two. And I have. I don't have one with me. I've got zero and two, so somehow one got left out. But I do also have... Maybe
1: someone checked it out. That's right. Maybe (laughs) somebody
0: did check it out. Um, But I've also got Beautiful Hands, and I've been looking through them. And they really are lovely, lovely books.
1: Thank you. um, Thank
0: you so much. And they're really neat. I especially love Beautiful Hands. And um, tell us a little bit about uh, Beautiful Hands. How did you come up with that title or that whole thought process?
1: Beautiful Hands uh, was a project that came from something that happened in, in my own life. And that thing that happened was uh, a friend told me, uh, Brett Baumgarten told me that he was sick. Mm. And every book that I do is sort of based on either something going on in my own life mm-hmm. and I'm working through a problem or I'm trying to solve something and figure it out. And some people use writing as a way, like journaling sure. to get through something or art, mm-hmm. drawing, so I do both. Um, and I do children's books mm-hmm. um, to to work through something. And so, for example, one deals with the issue of uh, something that happened a long time ago, as a um, seeing a kid get bullied. Mm-hmm. Um, zero is dealing with self-esteem, mm-hmm. um, something that I was dealing with. I was a pretty shy kid.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, two is about friendship, for example. And the book Beautiful Hands um, came about while I was working on the book two, where he told. Brett Baumgarten, who was the co-author of Beautiful Hands, um, told me he was sick. So mm-hmm. he had uh, stage four pancreatic cancer. Oh, goodness. I know. And um, Brett, throughout his life, has been doing very kind things mm-hmm. um, for people all the time, not just for family and friends, but mm-hmm. for people we didn't know. So uh, many, many people were very sad about this news. And um, I was thinking, what can I do? I'm not a doctor. But um, I remembered at a barbecue, he had told me he always wanted to do a children's picture book. So I went back and I said, I was thinking to myself, wow, that's something that I can do. Right. Uh (laughs) And um, I go back and he is super excited about this idea of doing a book for his two kids, uh, Noah and Sophie. Mm -hmm. And I found out... Every day, Brett would hold his kids' hands in his and say, what will your beautiful hands do today? Oh, wow. So the book actually has handprints, um, like, on the cover. Mm -hmm. There's a multicolored print. um, That is Noah, his older son's handprint. Sophie's handprint is the white handprint. Mm -hmm. But with my books, I do a lot of uh, symbology in there. So Mm -hmm. you can see in the palm, it makes a red heart in the palm. Yeah, And... Um, It's based on his question. Um, It starts off, what will your beautiful hands do today? Mm -hmm. And we wanted his family, especially his kids, to be a part of the book and the Mm -hmm. process. Mm -hmm. Um, Handprints are unique and special, and nobody has handprints like you in the entire planet. Exactly. So we got them to make a bunch of handprints. We got family and friends to make handprints. And the whole book is... uh, is about that and um, I wanted to mention And the last very last page is a kind of a special page where there's a rainbow and um, the question is what will your beautiful hands do today
0: mm-hmm. yep
1: and you can kind of see th- the oh, wow. rainbow but over a hundred people's handprints are in there
0: oh that's amazing
1: and um symbolically you could see his spirit um, flying over the loving handprints of so many people um, into the word tomorrow.
0: That is very cool and and for those of you out here you'll definitely want to get your hands on this book because the the images in it are just amazing and colorful and, um, and like you said you know each handprint is so unique uh, and as you flip through it you get to see just a a a world that you, you know, aren't usually exposed to. So, um, it's very, very cool. Um, one of the other things that, um, came into my mind is, and I'm sure you've been asked this a number of times, (laughs) when is three coming out?
1: (laughs) That's such a great question. You know, I have been one of uh, the things that's been kind of interesting for me is I do something based on an experience. Mm-hmm. So one came out, and I just plan on having it, and I know I'm doing a pun, but a one-off. <laughs> you know, sure. It was just that one title because um, my books are very different. I actually create a whole new illustration style for each story. Okay. So one, which is blobs of colors as Mm -hmm. the main character, where the colors symbolically represent different personalities, different emotions, Um, that was totally different from me doing representational characters where mice look like mice and Mm -hmm. cats look like cats. So the book Zero came from a kid asking me about why did I do the story of one? And it came from me talking about an experience of me actually seeing a girl get bullied mm. um, in elementary school mm-hmm. and me not doing anything about it. Mm. And I felt like I really wanted to do a book about how do you become a one?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How do you, if you feel insecure or you have self-doubt, sometimes it's hard to be the person to stand up and how do sure. we grow and build strong character? Mm-hmm. So. Zero is that character-building book, how Mm -hmm. we grow into the braver person we hope to be. So going on from that, I did two based Mm -hmm. on teachers and parents saying, can you please do a book about friendship? Ah. What happens when your best friend goes away and starts playing with somebody else? Uh. So the book three, um, I'm hoping to do maybe in the next couple of years, Mm -hmm. but it might be three sort of is played as the character that's not so nice in two. Mm-hmm. So I thought it'd be very funny to oh, okay. do a book on three, but three's perspective of what happened from the story of two.
0: <laughs> you know, I mean th- those are really those are really in-depth thoughtful concepts. Thank and you, you know for, for children to be exposed to it on the level that the book when you take, a, take them themselves, you know, like how you anthropomorphize zero, and you know, it's like there's an emptiness, and there's you know a hole in the middle, and you know, all those kinds of, of thought processes about them, there, it's very, I mean, this is why I encourage adults to read children's books, because there's something very deep there, usually in, in all of them, that children can really get something out of as well, so they're not just children's books, they're really for everybody.
1: Well, I appreciate you saying that because my big thing with children's picture books is really boiling big ideas down Mm -hmm. to its core essence, but also building in layers. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a two- or three-year-old will pick it up and be attracted to – it could be the colors. Oh, exactly. It could be – you know the main essence of you know why is this color being mean to another color and Mm -hmm. why don't the other colors stand up they'll get that Mm -hmm. but older kids in the book one for example started seeing so much more they know it's about prejudice or they know Mm. about Mm -hmm. they know that it's about um, the message of inclusion Mm -hmm. so a museum actually even took the book one and every page spread from that book they had a photograph underneath it, which paralleled what happened during World War two. Oh, wow. So it is something where we grew up with these children's books, but
0: mm-hmm.
1: my hope is when you start looking at these books, you start seeing more and more mm-hmm. the older you get.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely. And who's your publisher? That's Macmillan? Is- so
1: for Draw the Line, which is my most recent book, that mm-hmm. was Macmillan, Brook okay. uh, Press, Mac- Macmillan. Okay. And it was a really wonderful experience working with them in okay. a traditional publisher. Um, Great. these other books were done by my own company, KO okay. right. Kids Books. I did okay. it myself and it was started off as just an expensive hobby. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I know about expensive hobbies, so
1: <laughs> Yeah, I didn't I heard it was very difficult to get into okay. the book industry and I did do due diligence and took classes and really did my best to make the books as uh, high-end as possible you know hired people to help me look at the book and edit it however uh, yeah i had no expectation i just knew i was passionate about books and had a certain vision
0: that's cool. That's so right. I did it as yeah, an expensive not? hobby. And definitely. Yeah, you know, what's going on? <laughs> we'll definitely make sure and get uh, a link to that on our podcast page okay. so people can check that out. So, um, kind of moving a little bit along, yesterday, you, and by the way, this is the third time that we have tried to get you to South Carolina <gasps> I because know. first time I think you had laryngitis. Correct. And then the second time was Hurricane Florence. Yes. So uh, this, uh, we're so glad to finally get <laughs> you here. Third time's a charm. <laughs> That's right. Third time's a charm. So uh, yesterday, while you're here in South Carolina, you visited the South Carolina School for the Deaf and the Blind, and tell us a little bit about that experience and what your presentation was like.
1: It was wonderful. It really was. Uh, all the kids came in, and I did my presentation. And when I do a presentation, I'm really looking at eyes and. Mm-hmm feeling what's going on in the room. Mm -hmm. And the way everybody received me Mm -hmm. and was paying attention, we actually played a little game with Zero. Mm -hmm. We, I did a walking around, but it was different because I was thinking, you know, how am I going to talk about a wordless picture book? Right. And I know some of the kids might not be able to fully see the images. Mm -hmm. But writing is such an interesting way of telling a story and art is a another way to be able to mm-hmm, tell a story mm-hmm. and then I started realizing that um, how we speak mm-hmm. and talk about something is another way of, of giving a reveal to a story sure. so having somebody translating having there was two big screens up oh, there really? yeah two big screens And then having everything, all the AV completely working. um, (laughs) That's always nice. Yeah, (laughs) and a really intimate setting, I felt like was a very wonderful way to be Mm -hmm. able to present the stories and all aspects of Mm -hmm. being able to tell a narrative. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I think that you might have known about the spirit bird that we were creating together. Yes, tell
0: tell everybody about that.
1: Well, uh, we based it on Beautiful Hands and what we do is, before I come, kids make a commitment with their handprint to do something kind for somebody every day. Mm-hmm. And we use they use different colored paints, which is beautiful. Everybody's handprint comes back unique. And Sandy, who is just lovely, um, took the time to cut out, I mean, I believe it was.
0: Oh, yeah, it was a lot. It was of, a lot. Maybe yeah. you were even recruited in that, yeah. too. And so. that's Sandy Knowles. She's our director of Talking Book Services. She's yeah.
1: Amazing. And that and was. She's also
0: an artist, so that's she's a potter. So. I
1: think you have a lot of artists. Well, we do. Here. We have a lot of creators. A lot of folks. people who really. So everybody joined in, and I was making a wire frame bird in the hotel room. Some of it was brought in my suitcase, but mm-hmm. I had wire and wire cutter, and I was building the bird um, l- locally at a hotel, and then I brought it, and then we attached all day long. We attached, wow. it was hundreds of handprints, oh, but. Wow. Uh, but and what it, the handprints actually create feathers mm-hmm. on the bird mm-hmm. and it was giant like i could i should show you a, a picture <laughs> yeah i'd love but to see one but there was five of us four or five of us holding up this bird mm. and and um, it's going to be an art installation i think that you're they're going to put it up there in the in their At library
0: the, uh, oh that's wonderful
1: and yeah it's that whole concept that our spirits Mm soar when we put our hands together Mm -hmm. but we can see how that commitment of doing one kind thing multiplied by many handprints Mm -hmm. and seeing the tangible art project that they were a part of Mm -hmm. visually every day becomes a constant reminder of how we could spread this Mm -hmm. love Mm -hmm. compassion and connection with each other
0: definitely and uh, the the thing with something like that is that also it can be tactile. So maybe, mm-hmm. you know, children or individuals with visual impairments, they can really get a sense of what it is.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Um, have you ever worked with uh, children who are visually impaired or?
1: You know, I think this is my first experience. Okay. And uh, I found Beautiful Hands so much of a an inviting way for us to all realize that a lot of times we can talk about these concepts but also to embody and feel uh, to take action mm-hmm. and I feel that by us doing that together it's also on one step into what does this mean we are making a commitment together mm-hmm. um, to take action to do something positive for somebody else mm-hmm. and ourselves every day so when I was doing the presentation I actually got the kids to stand up because they started to realize if you're gonna have kids stretch during the middle of the sure. presentation and they're gonna stand up why don't we have them stand up for something mm-hmm, so we mm-hmm. had them stand up for each other oh, okay but really embody it so yeah. Um, yeah I felt like it was uh, a real honor
0: To be visiting. Thank you. That's very cool. And we have a great partnership with the South Carolina School for the Deaf and Blind. In fact, every year we have a student art contest. Oh, that's fabulous. Students. (laughs) From there, as well as uh, other locations around the state, are able to submit their artworks. And uh, we have an annual contest, and it is just the coolest thing. And oh,
1: I think I saw it. The calendar? Was that part yeah, of calendar? the calendar? Yeah, the okay. calendar.
0: Yeah, those are. that's all the artwork. Denise from, Lyons, yeah. she
1: gave that okay, great, to me great. From, from before. So. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's, uh, it's really neat. In fact, I think it was one of the first years first within the first couple of years that we did that contest and one of the students was asked you know how they felt about the contest and uh she said um I love it when they let us do art because then my hands dance
1: Aww.
0: you know and you think yeah. about something like that and it's just the coolest thing because that creativity even if you have a visual impairment you know your creativity you know is still there and and if you want to create through art then you you can still do that you know.
1: I love what you do here. I've been really an admirational look around, and I see art projects, and as you pointed out, the the festival and the calendars, and you really are doing so many wonderful things Well, thank for you, and
0: I did not pay you to say that.
1: I know. He did not. <laughs> I am just saying that because I am even holding back my enthusiasm, but I was walking around, and I saw all the great things that are happening.
0: Well, cool. So, well, thank you. Thank we, you. I think I – think, For the most part, everyone here really enjoys what they do. They do. And and you can can kind of tell, you know. You can tell. Yeah, (laughs) one of those fun things. So um, back to uh, your programs that you do. How do children usually respond in your programs?
1: Very positive. Uh, The response has been very positive. Not just even kids, but the parents. Uh, When we talk about big issues, like, for example, the issue of bullying. Mm -hmm. Take that. Yeah. You know, I'll go into schools, but I feel like stories are a wonderful way of getting kids to start asking questions. Mm -hmm. Um, What we kind of went over before with one, uh, you know, why is red being mean to blue? Mm -hmm. Uh, Why don't the other colors stand up for blue? Mm -hmm. Uh, Why doesn't blue stand up for himself? And things that parents and teachers can ask. And then it's just not even a full step. It's like a half step Mm -hmm. to, well, do you see this happening? Have have you ever stood up for somebody else? What could you do? What can we do together as a group? And it's a wonderful way to be able to open up our minds and our kids' minds as Mm -hmm. to um, a big issue that it's very difficult to solve just with one person. So it's not, for example, that book is not just about the kid who's being targeted or the kid who might be doing some mean things to to your kid Mm -hmm. or maybe to others Mm -hmm. Um, and. How do we go about helping? How do we open up our minds to be able to say, you know, well, maybe something's happened where Red doesn't realize he's even being mean. Mm-hmm. Um, what? How do we talk about these big issues? Mm-hmm. And I see uh, books and reading as a way to be able to open up our minds and connect the dots to a bigger picture.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. And, and when you are talking to uh, a bunch of kids, and I imagine, What's the the age level that you normally? Is it all ages, or?
1: Yeah, it's mostly all ages. I'll do family community nights where mm-hmm. people are bringing in their very mm-hmm. very very young ones, but generally I would say ages four and up, okay, or kinder and up. okay. And I speak not just to elementary schools, but to middle grade, to high school. I've mm-hmm. been to colleges. Because these issues don't just stop That's with true. little kids. It goes on. And, of course, then I build in the layers that I mm-hmm. talked about earlier mm-hmm. of um, how we raise the social climate. I take the parent perspective, for example, of how uh-huh. you can use the books. I take the educator's perspective on how they can um, do art activities or um build character with kids through the power of of picture books. Mm -hmm. So it's a picture book, as we said before, is not just a picture book.
0: Right, yeah, it's a whole lot more, and and your work definitely shows that. Um, So in kind of wrapping up, what kind of special projects will you be working on in the coming months, and where else are you going to be doing your presentations?
1: I am going all over the place. Uh, With the Spirit Bird, for example, I'm booked out through, I would say, spring of next year. Okay. But I think so far we have done birds with a total of maybe 100,000 kids wow. doing these spirit birds, but every bird comes out different. Sure, They're unique because everybody's mm-hmm. hampering is mm-hmm. different, mm-hmm. for example. And then I'm working on a few new stories, um, possibly. Maybe I should work on three, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I had finished my first middle grade, mm-hmm. and it's a leap for me, but I'm always challenging myself to kind of do a different look, style, Mm -hmm. illustration style, and even do a different writing style or a different genre. Mm -hmm. So I have a few projects, and I'm working on a screenplay even. Wow. Yeah, I know. That's very cool. My background's in film, so.
0: Yeah, very cool. Well, we look forward to hearing your name announced at a future Oscars. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, thank you for having me here. Well, thank you so much so for excited. being with us.
0: We really appreciate it's it. It's
1: been completely my pleasure.
0: Great. And thank you to our listeners. You can find Library Voices SC on Podbean, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio or add us on your favorite podcast app. Our podcast website address is libraryvoices.podbean.com. We love hearing from our listeners, so please send us your comments and suggestions for future topics. Library Voices SC is the official podcast of the South Carolina State Library. Until next time, this is Curtis Rogers. Thanks for listening.